0: Off Script with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. Hello, everybody. Jay here, back with another adventure with Super E. Actually, that's not the title. I'm sitting here with.
1: Yeah, it's off script. H-Mate. Off script with Super E.
0: That's that's what it
1: is. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm just so busy doing, you know, twenty podcasts a day. I can't keep them all straight. You're busy. I'm just kidding. Um, so the star of our show is also with a Super E. Say something. Good morning, everybody. Doing on this sunny day? I'll bet everybody's doing great. So before we go into a tale, let's have a little pre-tale here. We've all been doing this a long time. All been coppers for a while, retired. Um, so, what I'm thinking I'd like to do is because this kind of all started with your uh, when you saw Serpico, right? Correct. Right. So let's let's kind of go around the room here. What is your pet peeve that they do? in movies, how they portray cops or what they do or what they show, what Hollywood does. What's your number one pet peeve that just makes you crazy, Super E? Um, well, I
2: can't watch the movies anymore, the, the recent ones. And they make it so unrealistic. Like, they're buying millions of dollars of dope, and, you know, everybody's shooting everybody up, and then just walking away, no paperwork. Things like that, you know, they're just—it's so unreal, unrealistic. I—I I can't even bear to watch any of them. I haven't seen a good uh, TV show that represents doing undercover work, in I don't know how long.
0: Right. What would you, you know? What would you say is the last one you saw that uh, was a was a pretty good representation of it?
2: Uh, you know, um, the last one that I thought was okay charlie sheen and b i think it was called beyond the law about 1989
1: never heard of it (laughs) never heard of it either
0: perhaps perhaps that's why maybe it was too real and hollywood uh didn't think it would fly enough for the folks
1: under what I, i can't imagine a conversation where we're saying that Charlie Sheen was the most realistic anything that you ever saw.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. I'm Have you seen you. major league. Well, Dude, now, he, that he was convinced all right. To me, I mean, you know, he's yeah. a baseball player. That was all right. Yeah. The old guy, wild
1: thing. The old pitcher couldn't throw a ball. No. It, it drives me bananas. No.
0: He was, that was, that was really bad. Yeah. That was and he bad. was an even worse coach in Hoosiers, but uh, we're, we're going yeah. way off. Okay. So, okay. Uh, I, I got gotcha. you. So, um, A Train, what, what would you say is your number one pet peeve? In the movies, um, when they represent, you know, law enforcement, police, what do you see that makes you nuts?
1: I mean, the number one thing I see, and I see it in all kinds of movies, the copper might be pointing a gun at somebody, but he, he, before he gets ready to pull the trigger, he chambers around. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to work with any cop who walks around without a damn bullet in the chamber. <laughs>
0: Man, that is that is spot on. That is exactly right. I mean, they're running into a building, and, and, and I, I think Hollywood just loves that visual of chambering that round. I,
1: it just it immediately turns me off. Uh, me too. I mean, uh, it, in along yeah. those same lines, also, what is the noise when they pull the gun? When they point the gun, it goes. <laughs> what? What's that?
0: <laughs> sounds, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, it
1: sounds like they didn't put their barrel back together uh, probably after they exactly. clean. it. <laughs> that's
0: how it sounds yeah. to me.
1: Yeah, it drives me bananas. No, I absolutely
0: that that's that's mine. We we share that. Also also mine. It is
1: Ernie er, er,
0: Ernie Super E. Yes. In all of your years, did you ever shower and shave and put your uniform on in some locker room at roll call and sit there and never. hang out with the guys and <laughs> you know argue over this or that. what the hell is that all about
2: never done that that's you know one out of 12 they'd be you know in the in the locker room uh changing the uniforms right i don't know uh, i don't know who whoever did that you went straight home
0: you know right well, so i i yeah absolutely, so I remember like back before i when I was trying to get on um in another state and um I knew knew a guy who was you know already an officer somewhere, but I was very naive to how things went, and uh we were at like a gathering, and you know he was- gonna have to leave out to go to work, so he goes upstairs because he had his you know stuff in the car puts his uniform on gets in his personal car and starts to drive into work to do his shift i'm like dude don't you go to the locker room what, what, what the <laughs> heck and he's like that's the dumbest thing you've ever said to me <laughs> I, but that's what
1: i, I pictured uh, superee i yes? i don't know if you're picking up on this too but does it sound like jay's disappointed
2: that's yes, exactly
1: <laughs> every day, no. every day he couldn't go in a locker room <laughs> full of naked sweaty man and <laughs> disrobe and then robe.
2: The only time, uh, the only time I think that we do is when we used to go straight from work to the police academy after work to play. We would play basketball. It'd be like
1: six yeah. in the morning. That's right. different.
0: Yeah. That's
2: that's yeah, but it's not like you know. At roll call they had a place to uh, change your clothes. That never happened anywhere. I don't right. remember any of the roll call sites having a where you just go in and change into your uniform and all that. Right.
0: Me, Another thing
2: that irritates me is when you watch these shows where they go in and they're talking about a suspect or a crime and there's a dude in a lab coat sitting there and they're talking to them and then they pull up some computer. <laughs> That looks like it's in thin air and they're pointing out you know they're pulling up the suspect's <laughs> pictures
1: yeah the Hollywood. And, and
2: the lights yeah and the, and the room's real dimly lit yeah that's nowhere i've right. never that, that doesn't happen anywhere
0: right well w- at, and this is we're, we're just using these as examples of how hollywood takes a lot of liberties with, with our profession. And I think they, and just in like in my case with what I was just saying is they, they paint an unrealistic reality even for somebody who, you know, thought about doing this from the time they were a kid. And and just, they do that with everything. And you, they have consultants you, yeah. uh, that are, you know, I mean, they have paid consultants that, that are either former law enforcement or current or whatever mm-hmm. you would think that they would be like
1: yeah, I mean, they they shatter your dreams. Like, you want to get that job so that every day you can go in a locker room full of sweaty men. And, <laughs>
0: Do you know, Andy just – or, uh, excuse me, Adrian <laughs> just can't get
1: off of Not that. that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying. Right, right. Mike's dreams were shattered. Right. All right. Jay's. You're talking about Jay's. Jay's dreams were shattered. <laughs> the only TV show – the
0: first time that you've messed up my name. You know, we've messed up yours. We've messed up Super E's. I guess, yeah. yeah, what's that The only
2: TV show I could watch that I found realistic in the last 20 years, Reno 911. They hit the nail right on the head, everything about it. I was like, okay, yeah, I can, I can see that happening.
1: Super E, I am right there with you. Jay Jay, he, he's shaking his head. He just, he can't do Reno 911, and I don't... I don't know that we can still be friends. All right,
0: I, I, I wasn't going to do this. I'm going to take a moment of personal privilege, and I'm sorry, folks. Don't stop listening. We're going to get to a tale.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, a train has not looked at me the same since we're, we're, we're in a band together. We're on our way home last week, or on our way there. I can't remember which. Oh God. I said something about liking Neil Diamond, and he has been up my ass ever hey. since that he can't let it go so now he's lashing out with all of these other things because i told him i like neil diamond
1: super i need some backup on this (laughs) okay i like you i
2: like neil diamond free song song blue which is about 1972
0: so, you were okay you know, with
2: love on the rocks. Oh Ain't no big surprise. No, was, no, no oh. that's, that's after oh. 1972. So, the,
0: so, you did not like the jazz singer.
1: I, quit. I never even saw it. I quit.
0: <laughs> I hope my brother doesn't hear this
1: because yeah, like,
0: I'm going to get kicked out of the band.
1: Not only have you lost some listeners, you've also list, lost a co host. I'm done. <laughs> you guys have a good show. I'm out. <laughs>
0: All right, so, sorry for all of that. Um, with that being said, and we'll see if, you know, A-Train and I can get through this sitting next to each other. Mm. Uh, Super E, why don't you tell us a tale and save us from this?
2: All right, well, since we've been talking about Reno 911, this would make an absolute perfect episode for that show. Um, I used to, besides working for our our uh, big city police department I would help out smaller departments with undercover work because a lot of these departments they only had eight people and you know they they couldn't do everything and they all had to work in uniform so they couldn't do really any undercover work in the small towns that they uh, had to work at so I got a call from this small town up in north and it was involving meth and I guess this town had been decimated by meth. So I go up there and like I said, there's only like maybe eight guys all together on this department. And so they said, we've got, we got this drug house that we, we want you to go to trying to make a buyout of. And we've got somebody who's assisting us to make the introduction for you. I'm like, okay, that's gonna make things easier. Well, they trot out this woman. That she uh, she looked like Yao Ming. She's just a little bit shorter. I mean, she was as tall as Yao Ming, but she.
0: For those she was of you who don't all know, redneck. Yao Ming was a very and, uh, tall NBA player, Asian American yes, NBA player. She,
2: yes, I, she was. She was a lot taller than me, and she was rough. And um, they said she's going to take you to uh, her dealer. And do an induction, get a buy, see if we can get a search warrant for the place because it's a major problem in this extremely small community. And I said, "All right, I'm I'm down with it." So which, they give us all I, the.
0: I'm going to interject real quick, which which leads me to a uh, a quick question because you you know a lot about all these things, and you mentioned um, it's a problem in a small community. Why why do you think it is? And and we kind of see this in rural America where the meth seems to have in a lot of ways sometimes taken over these smaller community. What, what is it about that drug that makes it accessible or whatever it is that, that makes that happen that way?
2: Well, all I, from, you know, I don't have as much uh, experience with meth as, as I did crack cocaine because, you know, we worked in the city and that was the major problem was crack cocaine. But I, you know, I, did, I worked a couple of meth cases, and I think it was because they were able, in the rural community, they were able to make it, and that a lot of the ingredients was out here in the agricultural part, you know, farmland and, you know, what they'd use to plant crops and stuff, so they could make it and sell it um, themselves. Is it
0: also because they had a lot of engine blocks laying around out of old cars? Because I, I, know, I know they've used engine blocks to cook it up in.
2: They'll use anything to cook it up in. You know, uh, two-liter bottles was a big thing for a while. But now it's now it's now it travels up here, and nobody makes mm. it anymore. They all get it set from the south.
0: Right. Uh, okay.
2: And so um, it, it just – I don't know what it is, but all the jobs have left these small towns. Like, let's say there was a small factory that sustained the town – well, they've been gone for what now? 30, 40 years? And nothing has moved in. There's no jobs. There's no nothing. There's despair and all that in these small rural communities. And that's the thing they turn to. They just, they start use they use and sell meth. See, that's what makes them dangerous because they sell a very dangerous product that makes them unpredictable so that they can use this product. So when you're in the, in the city, and you're buying cocaine, crack, you're buying it from guys who thought of themselves as businessmen. They would not use their own product. If, you, if they used their own product, they were looked down upon. So you could at least, I mean, you worried about them, you know, they had guns, you might be worried about them robbing you. But you didn't worry about them acting insane because they were high on drugs. Hmm. Uh, they weren't on their own product. In the Makes rural sense. community, yeah. the people that were selling it were also using it heavily, so that's what destroys these small towns. That's how they make money, but they're also using it.
0: Okay, that's 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 a great explanation. So, um, back to the tale. So, let's right. back So, the, way.
2: so these uh, officers—they introduced me to this woman, and you know, I've worked with uh, informants a billion times before. And you kind of get a little read on them. And I just thought, this woman, I mean, you know, she seems like she's going to be okay. She might be a little out there. And finally, when all the plans are made, she drives me up in, in her van. And she's, she looked at me and said this to me. She goes, I just want to say something right up front. And I go, what's that? I'm not addicted to math. I'm addicted to sex. And I'm just throwing that <laughs> out there. Oh. And, oh. and i was like well you could just throw that right out the window <laughs> she, <laughs> that ain't gonna happen she, well, okay
0: what uh so what you are afraid you we you, you'd have to stand on an apple crate or what what
1: was it i mean if she was that tall <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: i have i have no idea huh. but i, I was oh, like my, okay no let's squelch <laughs> that super you're gonna yeah.
1: post up on her yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly so uh
2: You know, we drove into this town. It was like a five-mile drive because we were we we staged at an area that was about five miles away from this super small. I mean, a small town. And when I and when we drove in, I was. It looked like kind of like Beirut. Everything seemed like it was abandoned. The homes all looked like they were built in the twenties and thirties and. They just weren't taken care of. It was just awful. Like, and they could like,
0: tell you were an outsider probably before well, uh, you even yeah, got yeah. to the I mean, town limits.
2: You know, no matter how much of a uh, bum that I look like, I mean, I still didn't match how they looked. Right, right. So um,
0: so you're not a seasoned bum.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they could tell yeah. he was a big city
0: bum. <laughs> yeah, big city. That's I had right.
2: A big, Big city uh, haircut with a big city tank top. Yeah, but uh,
0: you know what? Your haircut might be big city, but from what I know, your heart was shaped in a bowl.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 so, so when we got there, we pulled up to this house, and it was kind of like Jay said: there were engine blocks, tires in the front yard, broke down cars, that, that whole thing. So we so we knock on the door, and. Uh, nobody's answered. no and, and then we're getting ready to leave and this little kind of chubby looks like about a nine or ten year old boy comes around aside and goes you looking for mama and we're like yeah well she's around side. she told me to bring you guys around to the other side of the uh, house and go through that door
0: okay can you please describe this kid because I, I got uh, a vision of and i'll bet well, it's spot on
2: well, um, he was a probably, uh, he, was, he was big for his age, but he was also kind of, he was having set.
0: Check that box.
2: Uh, I don't know if it was from all the Husky. processed food that he had to eat. Husky was the term, yes. yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He seemed like a nice kid, very friendly. So when I meet his mother, Mama, she, you know, she's very friendly. She goes, hey, y'all doing, come on in. Mm-hmm. And then I could hear there's a whole bunch of kids in the house. And she yells at I can't remember the kid's name. I think I think she yelled at him. She goes, "Tyler, crack open the mountain dig gift to the baby and don't come in here. Mommy's got business to do." And then she just put a blanket over the um, entryway to the bedroom there, and so the kids couldn't come in or not supposed to come in.
0: Okay, so That's the like door that, we entered
2: um, in went straight into her bedroom.
0: Imaginary line it used to separate yeah, smoking like from non smoking in restaurants.
2: Yeah, right, so, right. So, um we We walk in there and house, of course, you know meth house and it was cluttered every very, very cluttered, and so the informant sits on the bed with her back to the headboard and and then the the drug dealer that I meet, the woman, she was that spongy overweight where it looks like she was really heavy at one time, lost a bunch of weight, but was spongy, you know. Skin and skin hanging. Yeah, well, yeah, just like just sponges—the only thing. Like if you throw water <laughs> on her, she would soak it up.
0: So was and, she wearing uh, tube halter or bikini top?
2: I think I I, I think it was a NASCAR shirt. Oh, NASCAR yes. shirt—that was fourth choice. <laughs> yes, and. um... So she, she looks at me and she's sizing me up because I'm a new face, never seen me before. She's kind of asking questions about me, you know? And, but she tells me, she goes, sit on the end of the bed here. Well, right then, this female that drove me up here, she flops her giant canoes on my lap and goes, rub my feet for me. <laughs> I look down at these scaly, oh God. They look like, you know, what was it, Lord of the Rings, you know, how they the big, ugly feet. And I was like, oh, I'm going to – I looked at her like, man, if I could, if I could demote you right now, I would. Uh, I had murder in my eyes. And uh, I was looking at it, I said, oh, my God, you got to do this. You got to do one for the team. So I started rubbing them. And, oh. and it felt like my like calluses were getting – hung up on her, on the scales of her feet and her bunions and i was like oh this is awful and so now the drug dealer woman's talking to me she's kind of you know she's feeling me out and she finally goes you want to take she, she starts cooking up the meth she starts making some meth mm. not making it i'm sorry she's getting ready to smoke some meth she goes you want to take a blast of this meth and I was like, man, there's no way I'm taking a hit off that. Yeah. And I came up with something and said, listen, I just had chemo not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And my doctor, my oncologist would kill me. That would probably shut down my kidneys. I threw that out there and she bought it. That's a she good goes, one. You she goes, you had cancer? And I said, yeah, she goes, my daddy just passed the cancer about a year ago. I said, I'm very sorry. So I'm kind of looking around the room, and I see a whole bunch of, like, motorcycle gear. Helmet, leather jacket, boots and things. I said, so you ride a motorcycle? She goes, no, oh, that was my daddy's. She, uh, he's riding a motorcycle, and, and I think she she told me, yeah, we used to do meth together. I'm like, okay. Of course. Yeah, and, um, she goes. That's my. Da-. She goes. That's my daddy's helmet. My daddy's jacket. My daddy's. And then she was talking about it. And then she pulls out this. She brings me this bag. And it was a small baggie. I don't know. It, it, it was like uh, half the size of a sandwich bag. Okay. And it was full of this like weird like I thought it was crystals. I said, Oh, she's bringing. She's giving me the meth. So she brings this out. She goes. Take a look at these, and I'm looking at them, and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this is the meth she wants me to look at it. And I go, wait a minute, this ain't meth. I go, are, are these? She goes, that's right, my good daddy's toenails. <laughs> the day he died, the day he died, before they took him off, I, I trimmed, I trimmed his toenails, and I saved him. I saved him from my dead daddy's toes, and I was like. In my head, I'm screaming, help me, help me, but you got to stay cool. Oh, that's great. Thank you, Thank you for showing me your dead father's toenail. Oh. I mean, I was freaking out inside, yeah. but you have to give the appearance on the outside that you're calm, cool, and collected. <laughs> and it was, it was very hard because I was, my head was spinning in revulsion.
1: Yeah. Are the feet still in your lap? Yes. I mean, <laughs> I'm just dealing, I'm dealing with that.
2: I think I think part of my palms, my hands were cut up from their bunions and hammer toe. Hey, Super. And, e, uh,
1: just uh, yeah. Just real quick. God. Um I think Jay's gonna fall out. Jay <laughs> Jay, Jay is an anti foot guy. Oh. Uh, so this this episode is just a double whammy. The big <laughs> scaly feet in the lap and then the dead daddy's toenails. <laughs> it's going
2: it's it's to get worse <laughs>
1: oh, oh it is alright please continue
2: so, uh, so I'm keeping my poise I'm thinking okay hang in there I've, you've had guns and knives pointed at you you can hang in there with scaly canoe toes and get toenail <laughs> clippings you can do oh this God. so then she hands me another bag and I'm like oh okay here we go and then it's like this Tari shit, that's real black. Oh, dear. And I'm like, I said, is this heroin? She goes, no, it ain't heroin. That's my dad daddy's earwax. Oh. On the day he died, I cleaned out his ears, and I saved all his earwax. And I'm like, oh, my God, he no. had a gallon of earwax. I no. mean, this was, S-suit. I mean, I was squishing this shit. I, I was like, oh, my God.
1: Tell me this isn't true.
2: This is Absolutely true. Now I'm getting. Now I'm turning into Jay. I'm getting a little lightheaded because I'm squishing the earwax between my fingers, thinking it was heroin. And there was a giant glob of it. I maybe she took earwax from an elephant. I don't know, but this dude had a lot of earwax. And so I, was good. I gotta I got this. One. That, was
1: that was good. That
2: was good. All right. So as I'm, I'm still keeping it together, and then. She's got like a little ball of white, something in her hand. I'm like, oh, my God, what is this? What is? What are her plans for me?
0: Tell me it's hardened seminal fluid. I'm
2: out. <laughs> if It's a what?
0: Hardened seminal fluid. I'm out.
2: No, okay. no, no, no. She goes, she looked at me, she goes, and these, it's in her hand. And remember, I'm sitting down, she's standing above me, and she comes at me with them. These are my dead daddy's socks. I took them off his feet the day he died. And I put him in a bag, and she goes, she goes like this. She takes them and shoves them under my nose. She goes, sniff
1: Oh, my God.
2: And I'm like, God, help me. It's like I had a shotgun pointed to my head. I'm gay. I go, you got no choice. I, I inhaled real deep. Thank God I smelled gain. Um, so <sighs> they, they had been washed, hopefully, the day she took them off his feet. And when I sniffed him, she goes, you know what? You're the first person to ever sniff the socks. You're okay in my book. She How goes, get on out here. let get your meth. Let's get your meth. Here you go. Oh, and so, you know, we were, you know, laughed and joked and, you know, played my part the best I could. Walked on out of there the whole time thinking, I'm going to kill those guys back there at the staging area. <laughs> so I get back there. And they're all standing around looking at me. Hey, what happened? I'm like, you motherfuckers, what's wrong? <laughs> you know, good motherfuckers. Well, what's going on? And then I explained it to them. They couldn't stop laughing. They were like, you know, you know holding their sides. Ah, I can't breathe. I go, yeah, it's funny when you're on that end of it.
0: Now, but if this would have been anyways, a reg, if this would have been I, sur- a I, I
2: survived it. Right, and I think they they went in and made some arrests and did some good investigation with it, and because I didn't do, I really didn't do any follow up on it because it was so far away, and uh, but they told me later that it worked out real well. Well, and I was thinking to myself, all the, the most frightening thing that ever happened to me, even with all the guns and knives, mm-hmm. was going up to an extremely small town, and. <laughs> having toenails, earwax, and dirty ass socks shoved in my face.
1: Okay, that was terrifying. So, so supery, e. So, you've been shot in the line of duty, haven't you? Correct. Okay. And we're going to get to that. Yeah, episode. we're going to get to that. You have it. You weren't lying. You you've had cancer, haven't you? Correct. And you beat that. Right. Okay. What was worse, getting shot, having cancer, or dead daddy's toenails in the bag and the sock shoved under your nose i I think
2: i think okay when you get getting shot (laughs) happens so fast yeah but squeezing the earwax between my fingers (laughs) the plastic bag seemed to linger on forever (laughs)
1: okay okay
2: i was i okay with it with it Toenails and earwax—I wasn't bleeding out, Right. but it was still the unbelievable squishiness of <laughs> grossness that haunts me the, uh, to this day.
1: But you had to go along with that stuff because she sold you the it, meth, right? Because you exactly. were—you smelled it, her daddy's socks and looked at yes, his toenails. Yes, you got to do yes. what you got to do. Yeah, you see that,
2: You See. That's what you didn't see in training day with Denzel Washington. No, he was being chased by Russian yeah. drug dealers yeah. with right. machine guns. No. Because
0: he was crooked and he had been to Vegas. And, right, and, right, right, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. So right.
2: That, is, that is the realism with the Reno 911 Flare that could be an episode you know not bad. Yes, toenails and, and, and you, you know so wax. that
0: so that conversation that happened when you got back to the staging area had it been hollywood they would have been yucking it up with you
1: in the locker room, <laughs> that the that locker room. in hits, hollywood right? only yes
0: wow fantastic yeah, so. well you got anything else to add to this real quick before we wrap up this episode super e uh
2: no uh, i can't think of anything that was uh yeah That was pretty horrifying at the time, but that was just on, you know, that's just one of the check marks of the list of horrifying things that undercover officers have to put
0: up with. All right. Well, I'm going to go see if I can find some scope. (laughs) Good. I think I threw up a little bit with that one. Um, What what you got, Adrian?
1: You know, the only, Super E, so after all was said and done, um, I mean, where'd where'd you take that tall informant? Did you guys go to White Castle no,
2: no 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 no
1: no no what soon as we got Get back to the pedicure. stage
2: as soon as we got back to the staging area i dropped that i dropped my old mopar and drive and floored it out of there
1: yeah have you ever <laughs> I, been back
2: oh, oh no no, <laughs> i've i've met ne- no not to not to deal with her you know with the i'm addicted to sex i just want to throw that out there well you know what just keep throwing it All (laughs)
1: fact
0: All right. And with that, we're gonna wrap this one up. A train take us out. See you everybody.